again, and thank you so much for joining us. This is Tawny Thompson and Ethan Eichstead Anderson coming at you from the Theater of the Mind Players. We are a live streaming gaming group based here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So if you do want our full experience, you can feel free to look us up on YouTube or Twitch. Today we are playing a game by Scratchpad called Dust City Outlaws. It is a role-playing game full of capers, heists, and thievery. We had a lot of fun playing it, and I hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to Theater of the Mind Players. My name is Rob Whelan. I'm an author, game designer, and professional nerd. And I am joined by our fabulous Theater of the Mind Player cast uh, to play a lovely uh, fantasy game uh, here as part one of our Heists for the Holidays uh, one-shots that we're going to be doing the next couple of months. There's no place like heists. (laughs) For the holidays, for the holidays, ain't nothing like a heist. <laughs> and that concludes our musical episode, for, uh, <laughs> as, as required by Nerd Contract. Um, we are very excited to present uh, this game, which uh, is called... Box Shot. Uh, Dusk City Outlaws. Uh, it is uh, a role-playing game by Rodney Thompson, whose name you may recognize uh, as the designer of Lords of Waterdeep. Um, this is a fantasy-themed heist game, so if you're a fan of uh, media like Ocean's Eleven or Leverage, um, you're going to see a lot of uh, things here that I think you're, you're going to enjoy. Um, but before we get uh, too deep into uh, the rules and uh, how we play the game, I do want to go around and uh, introduce our uh, lovely and talented Theater of the Mind players uh, for uh, this uh, for this episode. Uh Let's start, uh, if, if I could have everybody introduce themselves um, and uh, introduce your character uh, that's part of this crew that's been brought together to pull off a heist in the fantasy city of New Dunhaven. So let's start with you. Hi, I'm Ethan Eichstead Anderson. Uh, I, I make things, I play games, huh? that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I'll be playing Ivan Vanchenko, uh, basically fantasy Russians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're a part of, basically, their area got destroyed, so they migrated into Dusk City. So they're Ukrainians. Yeah, I, I guess. Okay. Probably more Ukrainians. And I'm playing a sharpshooter. So he is a member of uh, a cartel uh, uh, that is called the Circle, um, and he is a sharpshooter for that particular cartel. Each member of uh, the crew is a, is a member of a particular cartel, except for one of us. <gasps> <gasps> Uh, and uh, that will kind of tell you sort of their motif, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, so let's move on to our next Theater of the Mind player. Hi, my name is Tawny Thompson. I am an actor and fight choreographer in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I will be playing Cordelia Maupin. Um, she is a member of the Mummers gang. Um, so basically uh, traveling actors. Who um, also happen to be criminals. Who happen to also be grifters. <laughs> so yeah, she uh, she likes sword fighting and uh, you know stealing shit. All right, and let's move on to the uh, the tragic corner of our <laughs> of 
our players on the side. Oh, God. <laughs> our method role player. Yeah. Good evening. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Danielle Bryn. I am an actor, model, and voiceover artist in the Midwest. Um, I am playing Drusilla Frost. She is a member of the Grave Diggers Cartel. We deal with everything death, decay, and dying. Um, and I am playing the specialty of a pallbearer, which is really just, um, sorcery time. So <laughs> basically, uh, my character looks like me, but also based upon this. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited for some spooky stuff. All right. And let's go on to our next theater of the mind player on the other side. Hello, I'm Tony Cheek. I am an actor and a writer. Um, I will be playing Remy LeBeau, who is a independent cleaner. He is the one character in this group who does not belong to any cartel at all, whatsoever. You can't, you, you, you can't tie him down. He's, no. I mean. He just has a, to clean things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a slave to cleaning. Yeah. That's all he is. He's a sponge on a stick. <laughs> he's Monk. With that name, I'm surprised you didn't actually take the, the gambler archetype. But I was tempted. You were tempted? Okay. I was tempted. That's fine. For all you uh, Breaking Bad fans out there, he's basically Mike. 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 Just Mike. <laughs> I can't remember his last or name. Or Mr. Kaplan from Blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> or Mike. Or, or the wolf from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, and last but certainly not least... Um, hi, my name is Jordan Fishburn. Um, I'm a lover of RPGs. Uh, my character today is Mary Tam. She is from the Red Lotus Society cartel, um, one of the Tao-heavy uh, cartels here, um, pretty heavily based off of China, all Asian, that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm the dragon, which means I make things explode. So as you can see, Long we're going to have a very subtle game of, of quiet uh, sneaking, and no, it's probably not going to go that way. Um, when, do, okay. when do we ever? When do we ever? That's true. Like, um, so um, all of the things that you see here, uh, all of the cards, and, and uh, you'll be seeing some of the other pieces are all part of the box set. And uh, one of the reasons uh, I, we chose Dusk City Outlaws for our game today is because it is a very excellent pick-up-and-play RPG. It's a great game uh, where you uh, choose the, the specialty and you choose the, the cartel. You kind of make a few notes and write down some things on some character sheets that are included and you are ready to play. Basically, while, while they were making these uh, choices and decisions uh, for their characters, I was flipping through the uh, various jobs that are available in the rulebook uh, to uh, get things set up on my end. So within you crack this box open, within 30 minutes, uh, you, both the, the GM and the players are ready to go. But... Uh, we decided to keep one thing uh, on camera, and that is uh, the deck of quirks. Uh, I'm going to deal three quirks uh, to each player. This is we're gonna. I'm gonna try some Remy LeBeau stuff here. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, really you want to pass those three down? Slices to, us in the face. <laughs> pass those three. You take those three. I'm giving each uh, player three quirks. Um, they're going to choose one. Uh, and give the other two back to me. Um, Take one? Yes. Uh, while they're doing that, uh, I'll uh, talk a little bit about the rules so we're not just sort of uh, sitting on dead air. Um, this game is a percentiles game, uh, much like for those of you who may have seen us playing Chill. Um, uh, 
runs where each of them have skills that are based uh, on a percentile chance. They're going to roll 2d10, and if the number comes underneath their skill level, uh, that is that means that uh, they're, they're going to succeed. Now, they have very high skills here because uh, this is not a high story where uh, they inevitably fail. The trick comes in uh, with these uh, two different types of dice. Uh, we have advantage uh, dice and challenge dice. Um, the advantage dice have boon symbols. The challenge dice have drawback symbols. Um, so if they're in a, a position where they're at an advantage, they're going to roll. I'm going to roll these dice. Uh, and if they come up with the particular symbols, if they come up with a boon symbol, um, that means that they may get a little extra thing in addition to succeeding or failing. Uh, if they come up with a cha uh, a drawback symbol, they're uh, probably going to have to uh, achieve a little more success or deal with a complication that they weren't expecting. High stories like this aren't about su necessarily succeeding or failing on the rolls. Uh, when you tune into an episode of Leverage or watch a Ocean's Eleven, um, you're, you're going to assume that the, the good guys are competent enough that they're going to pull off the heist. But the fun of these stories are the complications that are unexpected that uh, you want to see the heroes be clever enough to, to get around. Uh, and that's where the uh, complication dice and the boom dice come in. So, I think I have uh, vamped long enough uh, so that everybody has chosen their thing. Um, I had to roll a, a die. Oh, I have to roll a die? I had to. Okay. I, I couldn't just... pick. Oh, oh, I, I thought the, the I did quirk... evens one odds the other. And... I thought the quirk was you had to roll a die no, and a no. thing happened. Okay. So uh, these guys can uh, introduce their quirks as uh, they are relevant to the thing, or if you use the ability that the quirk gives you. Of course you chose that. Uh, I could use a bit of background info for my quirk. Sure. Uh, Ex-blooded. Ah. Who are the blooded? Oh, well, excellent. So, um... In the city of um, New Dunhaven, aka the titular Dusk, uh, Dusk City, uh, there is uh, there are criminal gangs called the cartels, um, and they run uh, most of the crime in the city. Um, many of those cartels uh, have jo joined together uh, and signed the Accord, which is basically a sort of peace treaty between the different cartels in the city. Uh, one notable um, exception to this rule are the Blooded. Uh, they are the one criminal gang that basically said, you know what? Screw you. We're criminals. We don't have to cut any deals. Um, and so they often find themselves as uh, uh, the bad guys to the activities of the cartels. So as an ex-Blooded, you were um, part of those bad guys for a while, but then you decided to join up with uh, the grave diggers for whatever reason, perhaps because you discovered your latent uh, uh, supernatural abilities and figured that they would be easier to uh, it'd be easier for you to learn from actual other pallbearers rather than out on the streets. So, okay. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about the heist. Um, oh, were we introducing our quirks quick? No. Oh, okay. okay uh, we're we're live. Okay. We're, we're going to do the quirks as you bring them into play. Um, so, um, what we're going to do is I'm going to set the scene where uh, everybody uh, introduces 
or we, we, we bring everybody together to get the, uh, the, the job from the broker. As we introduce your characters, I'd like to do short little cutaways of you, uh, rather than, oh, my character is this tall and wears a thing and a hat and has a thought. Think of it like a heist movie where it cuts back to showing what your character's specialty is. So narrate a short little scene of you doing something cool and then it cuts back to you. There's a freeze frame and then your name shows up on the the bottom of the thing. So... um, we begin in the wee hours of the morning um, at what appears to be uh, a crime scene. There is an alchemist's shop um, that is located in uh, the High Road Barony, a merchant district of uh, New Dunhaven. And it is clearly been bust up there are our windows uh, that are you know shattered the uh, the 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 shingle hanging off of the, um, the the door is dangling by one chain instead of the normal two and there is a variety of strange colored smoke pouring out of the alchemy shop um, and there is a tall thin man with a short white hair who is watching the shop smoke and smolder with his uh, hand on his face. Um, there is a, a brief freeze frame of the shot and the name underneath uh, is Wraith Abernathy. Um, and then in parentheses underneath, The Broker. Uh, a person comes walking up to him and whispers uh, where uh, the person is hooded and wearing a plague doctor mask, the, the big mask with the, uh, the big long nose, um, and whispers something to him. Excellent. He, uh, and Wraith turns on his heel, and as soon as he turns, his face lights up. Uh, and he uh, looks at the camera and says, I'm so glad that uh, you have all been able to promptly answer uh, my uh, application for employment. Um, Now, let's see if I can guess who you are. Who wants to go first? Sure. Okay. <laughs> me or me? Or me or me? Not you, but you. So describe your character, describe the scene that shows off her specialty, and then end with the uh, character intro- with name and uh, what your specialty is. Sure. So I look like me right now. <laughs> Easy. This. Uh, my specialty is sorcery um, with a... Uh, with a double major in journalism and... <laughs> sorcery with a double major in spooky and necromancy. <laughs> um, so I can animate the dead for whatever purposes I need, which I feel like is probably mostly intimidation. Um, so I think you do, you see a cutaway shot of me just kind of walking through some smoke with a suspended dead body with their eyes open and their neck like cracked in an unnatural position and they're just saying like help me and then i let them <laughs> drop to the drop to the ground all right 
Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Thank Who's, you. Who wants to follow that? <laughs> well, am I supposed to introduce myself yes. to the dude? What's his name? Uh, Wraith, Wraith Abernathy. Wraith or Wraith? Wraith, as in the Wraith. spooky thing. Oh, de- oh, delightful. He is a, he is a fellow gravedigger. Oh. Wraith, delightful to see you. So glad I could assist you on this little outing. Uh, I'm, it is always nice to see you, Drusilla. Uh, so, what kind of friends have you assembled for this job? Who wants to jump in on that? I can go next. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mary Tam is just sort of does a nod. <laughs> uh, and it cuts away to um, her exiting a building, just cracking her neck, and then behind her, just the entire building explodes. I recognize this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and it does a, a, just a cutaway title, mm-hmm. The Dragon. <laughs> so, I was supposed to say Paul Bearer. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's fine. Um, the, uh, so, so just so you, uh, for the folks, for those keeping score at home, within five minutes, you've already had a levitating dead body in an exploding building. So... <laughs> Wait, were we supposed to be subtle? (laughs) Are you ever? No. (laughs) All right. uh, Who's next? I'll go. Um, So basically, uh, camera cuts to me. I strike a match, start lighting my cigarette or cigar, and uh, the background changes, and all of a sudden it's me still lighting my cigar, but instead I'm out on the streets. I start um, a big crew of outlaws go into a saloon, they shoot up the place, all you hear is gunfire while my guy's just, just smoking a cigar. They leave, and then all of a sudden I just whistle, and then all of a sudden all these guys come out, and they follow me into the saloon. They start picking up all the bodies, cleaning up all the things. I, I slowly walk to the bar, grab a drink, take a drink. By the time I'm done drinking, they're out, and I give the bartender some cash not to say anything. Love it, love it, yeah. love it. And well, what is your title and name? Uh, my name is Remy LeBeau, the cleaner. All right. That's <laughs> awesome. I'll go, okay. I'll go next. So you see this massive, tatted up dude, the bald head, and they're planning out what they're going to do for their next job. And they walk away and leave, and there's a 13-year-old kid <laughs> with a crossbow shooting pigeons behind him. They couldn't see because he's completely blocked. And he, he follows them on their job. They completely fuck it up, and he cleans up, kills everyone, and goes home. <laughs> and what is your name and title? Uh, my name is Ivan Benchenko. Uh, I'm a sharpshooter. And you, uh, I believe you're also playing into your flaw there? Oh, yeah. My quirk is fresh face. This is my first time right. on a job. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. And, uh, and our final crew member. Not to be kept waiting. Um, my name is Cordelia Mopat. You may call me D if you feel the need. We cut to um, a scene at dawn um, on a, a stone bridge, uh, and you see Cordelia grinning as she looks at a gentleman um, with a blade and says, "Are you sure you wish to partake in this duel, sir?" Um, he laughs, thinking that he's going to win, um, and uh, commence the fight scene as we see a raven um, flittering around the um, 
the people watching the fight, um, stealing little trinkets and shinies from them. Uh, <laughs> as Cordelia puts the gentleman on the ground very quickly, um, shouting something to the effect of, thou mammering half-witted lewdster, um, and stealing his change purse, and saying, uh, do you object to the fact that I've won? Uh, and he, he looks scared as uh, she walks away and says, Rosencrantz, to me! And yeah. uh, walks away. Ravencrantz. <laughs> Ooh. Is it Ravencrantz? Ravencrantz. It's Ravencrantz. Ravencrantz. Yes. Ravencrantz. Hawk! I love Hawklet! No. I love that choice of a raven so much. <laughs> I think that's a great pet. Right? That's, that's your, that's your, that's, yes, that's my quirk, is I have a pet raven named Ravencrantz. <laughs> Uh, which is going to be probably our first fan art. So, yeah. um, uh, he's a mouthful of jewels, <laughs> like a little little brooch. <laughs> no, he's just a, he's in the background of every of every shot. Um, he does have a tiny little necklace with a little jewel on it. His his partner's named his uh, partner's named uh, Gildan Turtle. Gildan Turtle, <laughs> Raven Crimson, Gildan Turtle, my Gildan Toad. Gildan Toad. Gildan Toad. Yeah. No. Toad and Stern. Toad and Stern. Okay, that's, that's better. It's better. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've got this really weird animated series uh, up and running, the Abernathy has a has uh, set up a small uh, makeshift table. Well, he hasn't. Uh, uh, half a dozen of the uh, plague mask uh, minions have basically have set up the. Um, the a, a, a basically a makeshift desk out of a door and a couple of crates and has, has set up uh, bits and pieces that are not smoldering from the wreckage of the shop um, to, for you to all sit upon as he talks about the job that he's uh, brought you here to do. Um, I stand with my arm on a, the back of a chair instead of sitting. Of course. Swoosh my cape out behind me and just very <laughs> daintily sit down. And, like, I motion for one of the plague doctors to bring me a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, Mary just leans back. Super chill. And then I think I just lightly pet the plague mask. Just like, <laughs> just like after they give me the tea, I'm just like, thanks, Squeaky. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> Raven Krantz is sitting on my shoulder. Yeah. Ah, he moves to the back of the chair. So, um... <laughs> we are, um... So this job, says uh, Abernathy, uh, involves stealing a ceremonial necklace from the dead body of a noble without the family noticing. The item in question is called the Necklace of Eternal Slumber. It is a bejeweled piece of funeral ornamentation um, which will be placed upon the body of the recently deceased Mariana Gorgov, a noble and distant member of the royal family. Um, it, is it is an heirloom of the Gorgov family stored in a secret location until it is brought out when the family matriarch passes on. The necklace will be placed upon her body at, uh, at a wake, and then remain on her until sunset on the day she is interred in the Gorgov family tomb. Between those events, the body will be transported throughout 
through the city via funeral procession uh, and then be carried onto a funereal barge where uh, that will take it to the island that houses the family tomb. Now, you have two days in which to complete uh, this job. Um, the funeral procession will occur or there, the wake is this evening. The funeral procession, uh, uh, procession, excuse me, will occur uh, tomorrow afternoon, and the barge will leave uh, for the island at upon sunset. We must insist that the theft occurs before the members of or the priests of the Silver Judge arrive in the tomb to remo- uh, properly remove the necklace so that it may be used once the next matriarch passes on. The priest of the silver judge. 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 Um, those are the basics. Now, there are a few things we would prefer to happen, um, and these will... Uh, if these things are to occur we will smile down upon you and your crew. We would prefer if uh, whatever uh, plan that you concoct um, has a supernatural element to it. (laughs) Whether or not that uh, element is authentic or not is entirely up to you. But Fostering a belief in the supernatural um, increases our influences throughout the city. Uh, we also ask that, or we also would prefer that no one is aware that the necklace has been stolen until the priests come to remove it. Just two conditions? Those are not even conditions, dear cousin. Drusilla, those are uh, preferences. If you choose to, um, what's most important to us is that uh, we get the necklace. But if you can do so uh, in a manner that um, is befitting of our cartel, is uh, befitting of our cartel and of my personal request, then I will certainly know that you are the right kind of people for future work. Well, the supernatural should be of no consequence. Are you okay? No. Easy peasy. Just blow up the boat, sinks to the bottom of the water, they never know the necklace was stolen because they can't find the body. <laughs> um, now before... We're supposed be- to keep this a little quiet, though. Before okay. we get into planning specifics first. of planning, um, there is some other additional information that your expertises uh, grants you. Uh, now, uh, if you look at your... Um, your cartel sheets, uh, yeah. it, it will tell you, uh, you are aware of anything that, uh, there are things that you know about, and then there it lists the things that you know about. Now, um, oftentimes uh, in playing this game, uh, this would be the point where everybody kind of goes around the table and says, well, my character knows about this, 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 and this, um, but I have prepared the stuff that they initially would know uh, off the, the top of their heads, just because it's easier that way, rather than, okay, what do you know? 
Yeah, nope, you don't know anything. Because that kind of makes people feel a little like, aww. Um, so, uh, Cordelia. Um, here's what you know about the wake. Uh, House Gorgov is not one of the elder houses that founded the city, but it is still very old, um, dating back to the time before the fire that destroyed Old Dunhaven. Huh, that answers our question. Um, it was founded by nobles who immigrated from the thriving Vladov Empire, and the customary Vladov Wake is one of the few cultural traditions that the house still practices. Um, the most well-known part of the Vladov Wake is the biographical play known as the retelling, which illustrates the most important moments in the life of the deceased and is usually written and performed by entertainers hired by the surviving family. Um, retellings for accomplished individuals, like, say, a family matriarch, can take hours. Um, Ivan, you've actually been to one of these wakes before, so you know, you know this part. Um, during the wake, uh, those who wish to pay respects will be limited to which rooms they can enter based on their social standing. Members of the royal family can go wherever they want on the estate. Members of the nobility may enter any room except those temporarily decorated with the color purple. Merchants can enter any room except those decorated with purples or reds. Uh, commoners will not be allowed to enter the estate during the wake. Uh, except for House Gorgoth servants and security. What about the people that um, work at the parlor? Um, that's that will probably that will probably be during the funeral the next day. The the um. So there I wouldn't mean, be any funerary um, employees at this event. Not necessarily. No. One assumes there may be some mummers, though. Uh, oh, and biographical um, Drusilla. Yes, you know that the uh, Gorgov tomb is located uh, on a small island just off the coast of New Dunhaven, uh, and it is which is officially called Alzandra's Landing, but more commonly known as the Island of Bones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Several noble families have tombs on this island, and the Gorgoth families is one of the smallest. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, there's going to be so many dead people to animate. <laughs> All right. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that is that is that Drusilla saying that, or is that Danielle saying that? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column necromancy, you know? <laughs> You know, you know. Excellent, excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, uh. <laughs> all right. Um, so, I think that's everything for. Oh no, there there is a little more uh, information. Sorry. Um, now, uh, all all of you know that uh, there, uh, Mariana Gorgoff had three daughters. Um, and each of you knows, or a few of you know a little bit about each daughter. Um, for example, uh, Mary, you know that uh, the middle daughter uh, is Captain uh, Jane Gorgov. Uh, she is the captain of a pirate hunting vessel called the Razor. 
Um, and uh, she takes contracts from the Crown, the Dunhaven Bay Trading Company, and occasionally some of the smaller whaling companies uh, defending their ships against pirates uh, or hunting down pirate ships that have already struck. Oh, she's you. Uh, her hair... <laughs> she, her favorite... Uh, uh, Musical is Anchor of My Heart. It's a deep cut. Watch series one. (laughs) And you'll be laughing. Um, Her hair has gone white. Uh, She dresses in a loose blouse uh, with two crossed uh, sword belts and boots. Um, Would I know um, the, the name of some of the pirate vessels that she has destroyed? Probably, yeah. Um, what is it? The saucy bench? <laughs> saucy strumpet. Saucy strumpet. Um, you, uh, yes. Cord- uh, Cordelia, you know uh, that the eldest daughter of um, Edward and Mariana Gorgov uh, is Ariana Gorgov. Uh, she is an acolyte of the church who lives in the cathedral in the Southton County District. Um, she's the most beautiful of the three daughters with golden hair and bright blue eyes. Um, and Remy, you know about Talia Gorgov. Uh, that's the youngest daughter of Edward and Mariana. Talia is a bounty hunter known by the moniker Death on Horseback. Nice. Um, she no longer lives in New Dunhaven, but instead tracks down criminals in Westport and in the wilderness between the two cities. We like her. Oh, I'm so gay for her. <laughs> <laughs> she dyes her hair jet black and keeps it back in a ponytail. Um, uh, uh, weirdly enough, her horse is not named in the in the information, even though she's mm. death on horseback. Let's give her a name. Gallops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calibs. Oh my god. Shadow facts. Vortex. <laughs> no, no, no. Cloppy. Cloppy. I do kind of like the idea that that she's this badass bounty hunter, but she has a, a like Mr. Huggles is like the name of her. Pookie. Her door's name is Poop. No, it's horse's name. Rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah, it's Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow Run Fast. <laughs> well, that's his formal name, like, but it's his, it's Rainbow his show sure. name. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow. Rainbow Run. All right. So, uh, those are the pieces of information that you know off the top of your collective heads. Mm -hmm. There is more information about all of those subjects, uh, in addition to other pieces, uh, if you want to do a little legwork. Um, And this is where we get into the the sort of timed phase of the game. Now, um, I've laid out four cards here, uh, and these represent... Let me actually put them in order. Okay, great. Um... These represent the different phases of the two days that the crew has to pull off the job. Um, and they can spend these fa- uh, these phases doing one of three things. They can either uh, use the phase doing legwork, where they go around uh, getting more information about the particular uh, aspects of the job, as well as trying to figure out uh, you know, or setting up uh, situations that will help them in the that will pay off in the job, like you know, replacing uh, a caterer with you know the their particular thing or or what have you. Um, there is also the planning phase where they can spend the phase planning and talking about what they want to do or collating the information that they might have. Um, the the crew gets one planning phase for free at the beginning of the game, which we'll be getting into very shortly. Um, 
And then the final phase, or the final thing they can do is actually pull off the job. Now, I will tell everybody um, that um, if you want to hit the um, the wake, you're going to have to uh, do it at night, uh, at the uh, basically this evening. So this is the first two uh, cars are day one, which is what we're in now. Um, if you want to hit the um, the funeral procession, you're going to have to hit it uh, during the day uh, of tomorrow. The second day phase. Yeah, and if you want to hit the tomb, you're going to have to hit it uh, at night, or the tomb and or the barge going out to uh, the funerary island. Now, um, one of the challenges of doing uh, heist games is the planning stuff. Um, a game there. Uh, I think we've all played role-playing games where you spend half or more of the session plotting out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and getting into the nitty-gritty details of it. And then the first moment that that, that, that plan hits any sort of snag or uh, something that you didn't expect, it all falls apart. And then it's the rest of the session is running around and, and trying to put out fires. Um, the way that uh, Dusk City Outlaws tries to get around that is uh, by... Um, setting a 15-minute limit on any planning phases. Uh, and this is actually counted in real time. I have my uh, uh, timer set up to go. Now, the crew has one um, phase of this for free to plan out at the beginning. And what this, what this does is it also encourages decisions to be made and, and setting on specific concrete plans rather than, well, I thought we were doing this thing. Wait, I thought we were doing this thing. Um, so they're going to have 15 minutes uh, with which to plan. You're going to get to watch it at home and scream at the TV like, no, you should be doing this thing. Why would you not do that? Um, it Should they wish to have more time to plan, that will uh, cause them to use one of their, one of the four phases that they have to use. So, um, I will start the timer, uh, and you guys will have 15 minutes talking out. I'll give you warnings at 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, and one minute. Thank you. All right. So, uh, where are you, uh, adjudicating to, to plan your, uh, plan the job? I have a few theaters we could go to. I have a treehouse I use. <laughs> worst. I mean, the treehouse probably isn't being watched. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to agree with the kid, but... Yeah. I have a, a ward house or a funeral parlor. So the theater or the funeral parlor, guys? Which one do you want to be? Are you sure you don't want to go to a noodle house? <laughs> have a snack. Actually, I'm, I'm feeling a bit peckish. Uh, we might not be very alone at a noodle house. We can go in the back. I could eat. All right, Noodle House it is. <laughs> Your 15 minutes starts right now. Okay, bing, bang, boom. I get a ship. We dress it up like a ghost ship. We attack the barge as it goes to the creepy dock. Sink it. Steal the necklace. Bam, we're done. Or, seeing as no one's supposed to know that, that the necklace is stolen until the judge shows up, the priest judge shows up um we could break in um during the wake i could get us in as a group of mummers um performing during the biographical play um we could steal it then does that would we have to actually act i mean 
I over this wake is Thank it like you. open casket or something where they're going to see that the necklace isn't there? We can steal it right the, at the end the, of the night. The wake it is, I believe. Yeah. So if we steal it right at the end of the night, and then they move the body, I overheard that someone has access to a hearse. Oh. We could do a car switch. Car swap. Oh, that might be good. at the wake. Fake coffin set up in the car swap swap during and put do in the, wrong the ghost vehicle. ship thing as a backup plan. <laughs> I don't think we need to sink anything though. I think we should let the corpse get to the the. I mean, it's just the island. If island. The, if the yeah, the corpse should get to the island. <laughs> Says the waiter who's totally not listening. <laughs> I think the corpse should get to the island before we. You steal the necklace because people will know it's gone, and then my bosses will be rather displeased. But I mean, Wait. if the body's at the bottom of the sea, no one will be looking at the body once it's on the bar. Once it's wrapped up, man, they shouldn't be all. They shouldn't open it until they get. So if to we the steal tomb. it at the, the car, car swap, swap we're home free. See the body too if it's the replica bottom coffin, of the sea. fake body. I mean, yeah, sneak you in as my fake, fake body. I could we <laughs> perhaps <laughs> get a real body? Just, you know. Well, yeah, real real fake body. Why? Why? I mean, she's a real body. Yeah. Well, no. Like, a, like a, I don't know. I If we're not going to the island, then there aren't a lot of bodies for me to animate. And I do enjoy intimidating people via the use of their corpses, you know? I mean, I we can kill add. somebody and then you can animate them. <laughs> I would be delighted. There you go. Thank you. Problem solved. There you go. Yeah. I'll make sure not to burn them too much, though. They might be missing a couple limbs, though. I can't promise anything. Just uh, Gross. just leave yeah. the face, and we're good. I mean, does all the face have to be there? I feel like it'd be scarier if they're missing, like, part of their jaw. Ooh, I like you. That's I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, anybody got any skills that can help with this? Yeah. I'm going to sneak us in as, um, with the group of mummers who are performing. Um... Yeah. Okay, wait. So, what, what is your plan right now? I'm unclear on that as well. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, I, we're sneaking in. Well, to with the, the mummers to the wake, and then so that we can keep an eye on what's going on. Then we will perform the car swap, steal the necklace. We can either have then a hearse, then put the coffin in the wrong hearse. Put the coffin in the wrong hearse, driven or, by one or of our people. We swap it during transportation. Well, it'll be driven by one of our people, and we can swap it during transportation. I can always cause a, a distraction during the parade. Explosion. Yeah, it's kind of what I do. Okay, so it sounds like you're 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 busting into the wake. Yes. And you're gonna swap the body after the wake when they yes. when they load it into the the, the funeral barge. Now, yep. hearse is is actual like a horse drawn hearse. It's not it's just <laughs> so you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. Um. For the timeline, you said the wake was the entire night, and then immediately after that, that's the day. Uh, you would probably you would probably be pulling the job um, at the night because it seems like you're going to be busting into the wake. The, um, the, the wake to basically set up so that when they move the body, that's when you pull the car the the hearse switch. Okay. And then the actual parade is the day. The day. Correct. Onto okay. the barge. And then uh, the night is the tomb? Yes. Okay. But okay. So if it doesn't th- work, in theory, we should have, have a couple of backups. Yeah, yeah, in theory, you're pulling the, the job at the end of the, the night, phase. or maybe even the day phase, if you really want to get 
picky about would it. Would there but. be time to case locations for a car swap? Like that's okay. And I can check the route for particularly Ten minutes, good distraction spots. I'll call um Cebu. Yeah. He's a good driver. Uh, I can do a lot. So whatever you need me to do. For example, I can conceal an object, convince. I need you to make the car fly. Someone. Can't do that. Imitate okay. someone. Intimidate someone. Navigate bureaucracy. Forge a document. Gossip with merchants. Lie to someone. Read someone's emotions. Use an alchemical object, and I can do a lot of other things. Plus, I can bribe people to do things. Uh, do That's not including my special my uh, spending influence. Do we know if the driver of the hearse needs special documents Probably. in order to pick up the body? Most likely. So we may need to forge such a, such a set of those family. and yeah. someone take out the original driver. Oh, that's the dead body we could use. The original driver? <laughs> She's like, finally, yeah. dead body. I can uh, break him. Okay, not gentle, darling. I need him. I mean, you, ha- you he needs to be broken so you can use him, right? Do we really well, need yes, the whole Yes, but body? I don't need him broken in half. <laughs> we need the weight? Uh, no. <laughs> but couldn't we just take the necklace? Isn't that what we're trying to get? Should we maybe try to make like a fake necklace so we can switch it so they don't realize it's gone? Do we, we know what the necklace body. looks like? That is a good call. Um, I don't think I have any prop creation skills, just a heads up. Ooh, <laughs> well, but that's all stuff that you can do via legwork is yeah. talk to somebody who can... Yeah. yeah. I can have employees of a funeral parlor remove jewelry from a deceased citizen to complete a disguise. Ooh. I feel like the general public, or maybe even the family... Keep in mind, I believe each of those requires a, an expenditure of influence. Yes. So if you're already you spending one. one to get the the hearse... Oh, then I don't have any left. Well, there's a, there's a group one that anyone can spend, but yeah. just be aware that if you, you there is a price to pay for each of those. And I can even get help from other crews that aren't here. Mm-hmm. And I could easily just talk to someone and ask if they could make a copy. Good plan. Go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here to do. Clean up the mess. Okay. So, just to uh, make sure that we have uh, an idea of what we're doing, it sounds like the plan is you're going to uh, make some preparations during the day. Then at night, you're going into the wake to uh, basically get things set up so that you can switch the... Or you're still doing the, the hearse switch, but mm-hmm. during the switch... You're just basically pulling. I think we're doing a, a pre-switch. Switch on a switch. We're gonna take out the original driver beforehand. Put one of our peeps in there, right? Do we really want to go with the body? We could just do the necklace. That's what I'm saying. We instead of doing that, we can just okay. we can drive the hearse somewhere uh-huh. that we can then take off the necklace without and being seen. Okay. And I can cause the distraction so we then, can get the hearse out of there without. And then hopefully put a real one yeah. in there or the distraction to switch the. Real necklace for a fake mm-hmm. necklace. First thing really I can do is it. spend some influence to call in a favor from for the right kind of person. Previously, I did a job with to get the necklace. Okay. The right kind of hearse driver. Or the right, yeah, the necklace, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Right kind of person to forge or the necklace. Could one of us drive? The do we need hearse? to do legwork to find out what the necklace looks like? For yes, that? you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All so right. you probably need to figure out you, you uh, need to figure out what the fake necklace looks like, and then mm-hmm. legwork to actually create it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, case for the best spot to park the hearse to take off mm-hmm. the necklace and put the fake one on. Mm-hmm. Okay, switch spot. See, this is all this is all stuff that I'm writing down, so that way you know. So, um, 
who is handling each of these things. Uh, so, so the four things that I have are um, the original uh, deal with the original driver, uh, figure out what the necklace looks like, create the fake necklace, and figure out a secluded switch spot. I could probably either do the necklace uh, forgery or the switch uh, spot. I could get That's some cool. of my uh, really my big fun. brothers to take care of the original driver. I could just take care of the original driver. But, I mean, we also need somebody to find out what the necklace looked like. So I can try to call in... I don't even know what favors I can call in for that. <laughs> uh, don't uh, Keep in mind that you, you, it's not also always just calling in favors. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just you going out and, and like doing the, and doing the thing. Like, if you want to go to... You know the library to, to figure out to, to try to find a or a jeweler or something to try and find you know a picture of this necklace. I was thinking that I would go to the jeweler. I'm sure they know me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I might be good to find a good switch spot over by the docks because that's an area that I'm very familiar with, and I don't look conspicuous over there. I could just shoot the original driver as he's driving to the location. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, <laughs> if you're doing the um, the necklace creation, I can forge the documents for the driver. I also have that skill. So if, if we take out the original driver, he should have the original oh, documents. Oh, we can just steal the documents. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it looks like you're going to be hunting the driver. Mm-hmm. You're going to be um, creating the necklace, or, or you're mm-hmm. going to be cre- you're going to find out what the necklace looks like. You're going to be um, getting someone to create the necklace. getting someone to create the necklace. You're going to be finding, uh, the, finding switch. the switch spot, and you're going to be swing, basically? Swing. Okay. Do All we right. need somebody to pretend that they're the driver? Yeah, can someone drive? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think you look... need to get us into the wake? Well, but I coming out of the wake... Yeah. Well, also, you can also... Uh, well, I guess you're also trying to figure out yeah. who is the actual company that's going to be doing the wake. Sure. All right. Yeah, the, the All right. company yeah. to get us in. So yeah. that means that uh, it seems Who's like driving? our crew has a plan, except for the driver, but we'll figure that out okay. as we go. Uh, so when we return, we're going to be moving into uh, the first day phase of our uh, run at the funeral job of Dusk City Outlaws. Will their plan work? Who will drive the car? Find out next time on Dust City Outlaws. Once again, thank you so much for joining the Theater of the Mind players. Today we played Dust City Outlaws. We had a lot of fun playing it, and we hope you enjoyed listening to it. Again, we are a live-streaming gaming group based here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, you can follow us uh, to catch our live episodes at twitch.tv slash Rob That's R-O-B-O-W-I-E-L-A-N-D. Otherwise, you can search for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, as well as Twitter. The music you heard today was Mischief Maker by Kevin McLeod. More information about that will be in the episode notes. From the Theater of the Mind Players, this is Ethan, signing off.